Well, good evening. Once again, welcome to The Word in a Year. My name is Jason, and I'm the uh, host of this uh, show. But honestly, um, God is the reason that we're all here. We're here to learn more about Him. We're here to learn more about His Word. We're here to read and understand what it is that thus says the Lord. And tonight, uh, I'm just uh, so thrilled that you would take the time out of your busy schedules to join me as we continue this journey through the Word of God. Tonight, we're going to continue in Genesis. We're going to start in chapter 7. We're going to read to chapter 10. And then we're going to read some in Psalms again tonight. And then we're going to pray. Actually, we're going to open up with prayer as well. So I just ask that um, you would get your Bibles. That uh, you would turn your Bibles to Genesis chapter 7. Again, I am reading out of the New King James Version. And so um, you might have a different version at home. Um, but one way or another, it's about the Word of God. And uh, that's what we're here for tonight. So would you pray with me? Heavenly Father... God, I thank, I thank you for this day. Lord, I thank you for every single person, Lord, that has taken the time to join us and to listen to this podcast and, and to read your word. Father, I pray that this, this year, Lord God, that you would set inside of us, Lord God, a passion and a desire for your word, that every single day, Lord God, that passion would go stronger and stronger and stronger, Lord, and that we would realize, Father, just how good you are, how great you are, Father. We would, Lord God, understand, Father, the power and the authority that we have through you and through your word. Father, help us tonight, Lord God. Open up our ears, open up our minds, open up our hearts, Lord God, to receive what thus says the Lord tonight. In Jesus' name we pray. And amen. Amen. We're going to be reading out of Genesis chapter 7, starting at verse 1. Then the Lord said to Noah, Come into the ark, you and all your household, because I have seen that you are righteous before me in this generation. You shall take with you seven of each clean animal, a male and his female, two each of animals that are unclean, a male and his female. Also, seven each of the birds of the air, male and female, to keep the species alive on the face of the earth. For after seven more days, I will cause it to rain on the earth forty days and forty nights, and I will destroy from the face of the earth all the living things that I have made. And Noah did according to all that the Lord commanded him. Noah was 600 years old when the flood waters were on the earth. So Noah, with his sons, his wife, and his sons' wives, went into the ark because of the waters of the flood. Of clean animals, of animals that are unclean, of birds, and of everything that creeps on the earth. Two by two they went into the ark to Noah, male and female, as God had commanded Noah. And it came to pass after seven days that the waters of the flood were on the earth. In the 600th year of Noah's life, in the second month, the 17th day of the month, on that day, 
all the fountains of the great deep were broken up, and the windows of heaven were open. And the rain was on the earth forty days and forty nights. On the very same day Noah and Noah's sons, Shem, Ham, and Japheth, and Noah's wife and the three wives of his sons with them entered the ark. They and every beast after its kind, all cattle after their kind, every creeping thing that creeps on the earth after its kind, and every bird after its kind, every bird of every sort. And they went into the ark to Noah two by two, of all flesh in which is the breath of life. So that, so those that entered, male and female of all flesh, went in as God had commanded him, and the Lord shut him in. Now the flood was on the earth forty days. The waters increased and lifted up the ark, and it rose high above the earth. The waters prevailed and greatly increased on the earth, and the ark moved about on the surface of the waters. And the waters prevailed exceedingly on the earth, and all the high hills under the whole heaven were covered. The waters prevailed sixteen or 15 cubits upward, and the mountains were covered. And all flesh that moved on the earth, birds and cattle and beasts and every creeping thing that creeps on the earth and every man, all in whose nostrils was the breath and the spirit of life, all that was on the dry land, died. So he destroyed all living things which were on the face of the ground, both man and cattle, creeping thing and the bird of the air, that they were destroyed from the earth. Only Noah and those who were with him in the ark remained alive. And the waters prevailed on the earth 150 days. Then God remembered Noah and every living thing and all the animals that were with him in the ark. And God made a wind to pass over the earth and the waters subsided. The fountains of the deep and the windows of heaven were also stopped and the rain from heaven was restrained. And the waters receded continually from the earth. At the end of the 150 days, the waters decreased. Then the ark rested in the seventh month, the seventeenth day of the month, on the mountains of Ararat. And the waters decreased continually until the tenth month. In the tenth month, on the first day of the month, the tops of the mountains were seen. So it came to pass at the end of the forty days that Noah opened the window of the ark which he had made. Then he sent out a raven, which kept going to and fro until the waters had dried up from the earth. He also sent out from himself a dove to see if the waters had receded from the face of the ground. But the dove dove found no resting place for the sole of her foot. And she returned into the ark to him, for the waters were on the face of the whole earth. So he put out his hand and took her and drew her into the ark to himself. And he waited yet another seven days, and again he sent the dove out from the ark. Then the dove came to him in the evening, behold, a fre- and behold, a freshly plucked olive leaf was in her mouth. And Noah knew that the waters had receded from the earth. So he waited yet another seven days and sent out the dove, which did not return again to him any more. And it came to pass in the 601st year, in the first month, in the first day of the month, that the waters were dried up from the earth. And Noah removed the covering of the ark and looked, and indeed the surface of the ground was dry. And in the second month, on the 27th day of the month, the earth was dried. Then God spoke to Noah, saying, Go out of the ark, you and your wife and your sons and your sons' wives with you. 
Bring out with you every living thing of all flesh that is with you, birds and cattle and every creeping thing that creeps on the earth, so that they may abound on the earth and be fruitful and multiply on the earth. So Noah went out and his sons and his wife and his sons' wives with him. Every animal, every creeping thing, every bird, and whatever creeps on the earth according to their families went out of the ark. Then Noah built an altar to the Lord and took of every clean animal and of every clean bird and offered burnt offerings on the altar. And the Lord smelled a soothing aroma. And then the Lord said in his heart, I will never again curse his heart or curse the ground for man's sake. Although the imagination of man's heart is evil from his youth, nor will I again destroy every living thing as I have done. While the earth remains, seed time and harvest, cold and heat, winter and summer, and day and night shall not cease. Chapter 9. So God blessed Noah and his sons and said to them, Be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth. And the fear of you and the dread of you shall be on every beast of the earth, on every bird of the air, on all that move on the earth and on the on all the fish of the sea they are given into your hand every moving thing that lives shall be food for you i have given you all things even as the green herbs but you shall not eat flesh with its life that is its blood surely for your life blood i will demand a reckoning from the hand of every beast i will require it and from the hand of every man from the hand of every man's brother i will require the life of man Whoever sheds man's blood, by man his blood shall be shed. For in the image of God he made man. And as for you, be fruitful and multiply. Bring forth abundantly in the earth and multiply in it. Then God spoke to Noah and to his sons with him, saying, And as for me, behold, I establish my covenant with you and with your descendants after you and with every living creature that is with you the birds and the cattle and every beast of the earth with you. Of all that go out of the ark, every beast of the earth. Thus I establish my covenant with you. Never again shall all flesh be cut off by the waters of the flood. Never again shall there be a flood to destroy the earth. And God said, This is the sign of the covenant which I make between me and you and every living creature that is with you for perpetual generations. I set my rainbow in the cloud, and it shall be for the sign of the covenant between me and the earth. It shall be when I bring a cloud over the earth, that the rainbow shall be seen in the cloud. And I will remember my covenant which is between me and you, and every living creature of all flesh. And waters shall never destroy again, never again become a flood to destroy all flesh. The rainbow shall be in the cloud, and I will look on it to remember the everlasting covenant between God and every living creature of all flesh that is on the earth. And God said to Noah, This is the sign of the covenant which I have established between me and all the flesh that is on the earth. Now the sons of Noah who went out of the ark were Shem, Ham, and Japheth. And Ham was the father of Canaan. These three were the sons of Noah, and from these the whole earth was populated. And Noah began to be a farmer, and he planted a vineyard. Then he drank of the wine, and was drunk, and became uncovered in his tent. And Ham, the father of Canaan, 
saw the nakedness of his father and told his two brothers outside. But Shem and Japheth took a garment, laid it on both their shoulders and went backward and covered the nakedness of their father. Their faces were turned away and they did not see their father's nakedness. So Noah awoke from his wine and knew that his younger son had what his younger son had done to him. Then he said, Cursed be Canaan, a servant of servants, he shall be to his brethren. And he said, Blessed be the Lord, the God of Shem, and may Canaan be his servant. May God enlarge Japheth, and may he dwell in the tents of Shem, and may Canaan be his servant. And Noah lived after the flood three hundred and fifty years. All the days of Noah were nine hundred and fifty years, and he died. Chapter 10. Now this is the genealogy of the sons of Noah, Shem, Ham, and Japheth. The so- and sons were born to them after the flood. The sons of Japheth were Gomer, Magog, Madai, Javan, Tubal, Meshach, and Tyrus. The sons of Gomer were Ashkenaz, Ripath, and Togarmah. The sons of Javan, Javan were Elisha, Tarshish, Kittim, and Dadanim. These were the coastland peoples of the Gentiles, were separated into their lands, everyone according to his language, according to their families, into their nations. The sons of Ham were Cush, Mizram, Put, and Canaan. The sons of Cush were Seba, Havilah, Sabta, Ramah, and Sabkata. And the sons of Ramah were Sheba and Dedan. Cush begat Nimrod. He began to be a mighty one on the earth. He was a mighty hunter before the Lord. Therefore it is said, like Nimrod, the mighty hunter before the Lord. And the beginning of his kingdom was Babel, Eric, Akkad, and Kalnath in the the land of Shinar. From that land he went to Assyria and built Nineveh, Rehoboth, Ur, and Kelah. And Rezin between Nineveh and Kelah, that is the principal city. Mizram begot Ludim, Anamim, Lehabim, and Naphtuhim. Pathrusim and Kasluhim, from whom the, came the Philistines and the Keftorim. Canaan begot Sidon, his firstborn, and Heth, and the, and the Jebusite, the Amurite, and the Gergashite, the Hivite, the Archite, and the Sinite, the, Ar, the Ar, Arvavite, Arvadite, the Zemurite, the Hamathite, afterward the families of the Canaanites were dispersed. And the border of Canaanites was from Sidon as you go toward Gerar, as far as Gaza. Then as you go toward Sodom, Gomorrah, Adma, and Zeboin, as far as Lasha. These were the sons of Ham according to their families, according to their languages in their lands and in their nations. And the children were born also to Shem, the father of all the children of Eber, the brother of Japheth, the elder. The sons of Shem were Elam, Asher, 
Sepharit, Did, Lud, and Aram. The sons of Aram were Uz, Hul, Gether, and Mash. Arphaxad begot Salah, and Salah begot Eber. To Eber were born two sons, the name of one was Peleg, for in his days the earth was divided, and his brother's name was Joktan. Joktan begot Almodad, Shelef, Hazar Maveth, and Jerah, Hadarim, Uzal, Dikla, Obal, Abimael, and Sheba. Ophir, Havilah, and Jobab, all these were the sons of Joktan. And their dwelling place was from Mesha, as you go toward Sephar, the mountain of the east. These were the sons of Shem, according to their families, according to their languages, in their lands, according to their nations. These were the families of the, no- of the sons of Noah, according to their generations, in their nations, and from these the nations were divided on the earth after the flood. And if we were to turn over to Psalms chapter 3, first I want to greatly apologize if I uh, butchered all of those names. Um, But you know what? Every word of God is important. And what I want us to understand about this first part of the word of God is that this is the beginning of time. This is the beginning when we were spoken of. Where, where we um, didn't necessarily come into existence, but this is how we came into existence. There was a, a flood and then Noah and Noah's sons and, and wives and daughters and all of these things begin to repopulate the earth. And now we have the human race. And so all of these names meant something to somebody, just like your name means something to somebody. It doesn't matter who you are, where you've been, what you've done, how much you've done of it. It doesn't doesn't matter about your past. It doesn't matter about all of those things. What God sees now is what you can be today and what you can be in the future. The Bible says that today is the day of salvation, not tomorrow, not the next day. Today is the day of salvation. And so... If you're sitting there tonight and you say, Jason, these names make no sense to me. Listen, they don't make a lot of sense to me either. Other than these are the descendants of all of the people, all of the human race throughout all of time. This is the beginning of the world when God began to speak things into existence and he began to put people on the earth and there began to be languages and dialects and all that kind of stuff. And we're going to see that in the next few chapters over the next day or so. We're going to see the Tower of Babel and we're going to see the different places where languages were dispersed throughout the world. And it's like I told my children's church this morning red, yellow, black, white. Listen, every single person is precious in God's sight. Every single one of these names that we've read today, they were precious in God's sight. Why? Because they were created in the image of him, just like you are created in the image of God. 
So I want to challenge you tonight. Don't just look at these at these names and go, man, this is so boring. Look at these names and go, thank you, God, that because of everything that you've done, because of how you set up this world, because of how you took and you gave us the promise that the world will never be destroyed again by a flood, because you put that rainbow in the sky, because you did all of these things, I can take every promise in your word to the bank and I can trust it because your promises will never fail. Psalms chapter 3. Lord, how they have increased who trouble me. Many are they who rise up against me. Many are they who say of me, there is no help for him in God. But you, O Lord, are a shield for me, my glory, and the one who lifts up my head. I cried to the Lord with my voice, and he heard me from his holy hill. I lay down and slept. I awoke, for the Lord sustained me. I will not be afraid of the ten thousands of people who have set themselves against me all around. Arise, O Lord, save me, O God, for you have struck all of my enemies on the cheekbone. You have broken the teeth of the ungodly. Salvation belongs to the Lord. Your blessing is upon your people. If I could go back to verse 3 and verse 4. But you, O Lord, are a shield for me. You're my glory and the one who lifts up my head. I cried to the Lord with my voice, and he heard me from his holy hill. And then it's nighttime, and we're all about to do this. We're all about to lay down for the night and sleep in perfect peace. And guess what? Some of us, most of us, all of us are going to get to awake because the Lord sustained us. Listen, world, whoever's listening to me tonight, he is the sustainer of his church. He is the one that sustains us. He is the one that provides for us. He is the one that heals us. He is the one that restores us. He is our shield. He is our protector. He's our defender. He is everything that we need. And as we said last night, trust in the Lord with all of your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your paths. Tonight, I, I want to pray. And as we pray, I just want to one more time just thank God for all that he's done for us. Listen, if you're out there tonight and you don't know him as your personal Lord and Savior, tonight's the night. This scripture says salvation belongs to the Lord.
It's the reason that he came to this earth is so that we would have the opportunity to spend eternity with him. Listen, he created you for a reason. He created you for a purpose. Every single person that is walking the face of this earth right now was created for a purpose. Jeremiah 29 and verse 11 says, For I know the thoughts that you think toward me, says the Lord. Thoughts to prosper you, to not harm you, to give you a future and a hope. The King James Version says an expected end. Listen, this is what the promise is of God is that if we would just place our lives in his hands, if we would just give everything over to him, then he would give back to us life and life more abundantly. Peace, joy, love, happiness, tenderness, meekness, temperance. Listen, all the fruits of the Spirit are all available to us if we would just turn our lives over to Him and say, enough's enough. I'm done running. I'm done trying to do it on my own. I've done it long enough. Tonight, I am going to make a decision for Jesus Christ that is going to change my life forever. The Bible says that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and you believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. It is that simple. Do you believe? Can you say Jesus? Say it with me. Jesus. Jesus. Say, Jesus, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for my sins. I'm sorry for my past. I'm sorry for my failures. I'm sorry for trying to do it on my own for my entire life. Jesus, tonight, I believe that you died on the cross for my sins. I believe that you rose from the dead and I believe that you are coming back for your church. And Jesus, I ask you to forgive me. I ask you to forgive me of all of my sins. I ask you to take everything away that has been done in my life. I ask for a completely clean slate. The Bible says that we are washed by his word. Ask him, wash me with the word of God. Wash me clean. Make me white as snow tonight. And then say this with me, Jesus, I love you. Jesus, I love you. Thank you. Thank you for saving my soul. Listen, if you prayed that prayer tonight, the Bible says that there's a party that is going on in heaven. There are angels that are screaming and yelling right now and high-fiving one another because another person has come home. Another prodigal has returned home. Listen, that's you tonight. I just want you to shoot me a quick message and say that was me. That was me. You can find me on Facebook, Jason Brown. 
I'm in Alaska, not too hard to find. Uh, you can um, message me um, on one of the, the Facebook uh, posts that we do or something like that. But I want to know if this has changed you, if this has challenged you to turn your life over to Christ. Now let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for this day. Lord, thank you for this word tonight, Lord God. I thank you, Father, for every single name that's in this word, Lord. And whether I butchered them or not, Lord God, Father, every single one of them meant something. It's history. Lord God, it's the place where this world and this human race started, Father. And God, I'm praying in Jesus' name that you would let us know tonight, Lord God, that our names mean something to you. Lord God, that, Father, every single person that is listening to me tonight would understand, Lord God, that they have a plan and they have a purpose through you. That, Father, you want to use them. That, God, you want to send them. That you want to touch them. That you want to heal them. That you want to set them free, God. That you want to fill them with the Holy Ghost. And you want to send them out, Lord God, to do what thus says the Lord. Father, thank you. Thank you for the missionaries. Thank you for the Sunday school teachers. Thank you for the pastors. Thank you for the youth leaders. Thank you for the children's workers, Lord God. Thank you for those ones, Lord God, that you are calling out of darkness and into marvelous light right now. God, we're going to give you all the praise and all the glory, God, for what you're about to do in us and through us. In Jesus' name we pray. And amen. And amen. Well, church... It's been great once again uh, getting to connect with you tonight. Once again, I, I would ask that if this has challenged you and and in some way uh, um, you would just say, you know what, Jason, that's me. Um, I would ask that you would like this and share it. Share it with your friends. Share it with your loved ones. Share it with ones that don't know Jesus so that we can see a revival take place of mass proportions all across this nation all across this state, and all across this world. Remember, Jesus loves you, we love you, and we'll see you tomorrow for the, year, the word in a year. God bless you.